So look, y'all, today's podcast is brought to you by ELIC. As you know, here at Just Different, our mission is to bridge faith and culture, and this amazing organization has a very similar goal. They spread hope and create life change in the most challenging places in the world, such as Asia, the Middle East, and even North Africa. ELIC sends people to teach English in these unreached areas, providing training, support, and a team of passionate people who are ready to make a difference. They see English education as an opportunity for people to come together, share life, and come away with broadened horizons. Whether you're a college student, recent graduate, or beyond, ELIC has a program for you. They have two to six-week options in the summer that are perfect for college students and even recent graduates, as well as their nine-month global ambassador program is a great option for recent college graduates. So for anyone who is interested in traveling abroad to take the church outside the four walls, continue to advance the kingdom in all these different areas by helping individuals learn English um, as you're teaching it to them, ELIC is a program for you, especially for college students that listen to us. If you're looking for something to do and get into for the summer to build your resume and just get amazing experience while doing God's work, this is it. So if God has called you to create global impact, bridging faith and culture, please visit ELIC.org slash just different. That's ELIC.org slash just different. So Karen, it has been an extremely long time, or this is rather your second appearance on the podcast. This is like it's been a long time since the last time that we like talked like or had a conversation like publicly in the interview that we did in December. So like I'm super I'm super excited to have you back on um in the conversation that we'll have today. And something that has been like on my mind that I've been thinking about is a few months ago when I was in New York, we had like an amazing conversation um kind of just about where we were like going through like in life at the time. I feel like we were really sharing similar sentiments in terms of the season that we were in. And I mentioned to you a video that you posted on YouTube and it was called um, When It Feels Like God Doesn't Hear You. And you were talking about at the time, like freelance was rough, like working for yourself was like tough and an adjustment. And during that particular season, like you were reading through Job and you said that it was the first time in your life that you had felt like him to some degree mm-hmm. and you empathized with like what he was going through and almost like how he was grieved with God and yeah. what he was having to like just walk through during the time. And you describe it as almost feeling like abandoned a bit by mm-hmm. God. And I couldn't have like related more during the time, um, feeling like all of that, all the emotion of it and, you know, still seeing God through during the midst of that. And so that's definitely where I wanted to begin today um, because of something that a lot of people have been through are currently going through or a season that yeah. they may see in the future um, in terms of like, yo, like when it feels like God isn't there, he's left or he's not, mm-hmm. you know, sticking to like his promises and what you know that he's called you to. So I kind of want you to just explain a bit, maybe your feelings during the time, what was going on, um, what led you to that point in that moment. Um, yeah. And yeah. Wow. Um, well, I will say I'm very happy to be here and starting very heavy <laughs> right into it. Like, hello, how are you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um, I I honestly, when I look back at that time, I'm like, you are so dramatic. <laughs> like, I was so dramatic. I was literally reading Job and like, Job is like, you know, like, God, it feels like you're like stabbing me constantly mm-hmm. and you don't care. And I'm like, 
felt. But like, I look back and I'm like, it was not that deep at all. But you know, in the moment, it feels like it feels like everything's like crashing, and you know, um, you don't have that kind of like bird's eye view of like it'll be okay. So mm-hmm. when you're in it, it's really like I felt it so strongly. Um, but I had just quit my like full time job. I never really wanted to do corporate. I was working corporate in like public relations and it was miserable and I felt like I was wasting time and it didn't feel Mm. like what I needed to be doing or what I should be doing. So when I quit, I felt like I was, God was calling me to quit. Right. And when you feel like God is calling you to quit a full-time job, you kind of have this idea like, okay, well, you're going to provide for me, right? Like you're telling me to do this thing and I need money to survive. Like I have mm-hmm. bills and rent and stuff like that. So like, you know, you have an expectation from him. Um, and so I quit with a lot of expectations, mm-hmm. like, and God never really promises us anything monetarily. Mm-hmm. Like, he promises to keep us covered, right? And like that we will never lack, but he doesn't really specify exactly what it looks like. So right. we create images of what it should look like or mm-hmm. what would make the most sense to us. And so I had, you know, ideas of what what it would make sense for God to do. And it it looked beautiful and fun in my head. And when I quit and I started doing social media full-time where I embarked on doing social media full-time, I really felt like I was giving it my all. Like every single part of me was for this. And I wasn't seeing like results. Um, And like the days are going by and like rent is due the next month. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I just wasn't seeing that kind of provision. So it felt like, okay, you told me to quit my job and now I am like totally abandoned. Like I don't have anything coming my way of like what would keep me like afloat. And so it was very, it was very challenging. It really did like um, challenge what I thought about God a lot and like my faith in him and, and what I thought, you know, I was like, God, I thought we were, you know, best buds. <laughs> What's going on? I thought that we were so close. Like, how could you do this to me? And I even had, um, I had a, I did, you know, finally maybe get like, a, I was depending on brand deals. Like, you know, when you're doing social media, mm-hmm. most of it is just like brand deals for me. And so I had one and it finally felt like, oh, God answered my prayer finally. And then they just, ghosted me for like two months when it came to payment so it was just like it felt like he gave me something and then like snatched it away Mm. in a way and it none of it really made sense to me um none of it made sense to me and i i didn't think that like i should be going through i thought it would be so much more easier than it was panning out to be and so i got angry like at god right um because I felt like he wasn't giving me what he said he would, but he never said that he would give me anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I could quit all of my social media channels. Like 
And I do think about it a lot, but I won't. <laughs> but I could. <laughs> and he still, his promises still remain. They are mm. not biblically attached to my vlog camera. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, his provision and his peace and his joy and stuff, it's not attached to my podcast or what, whether this many people watch it. Like, I could shut all of that down and he still says he's going to provide. So I'm, I, I kind of am making these avenues like my, like, oh, this is how God's going to show me that he mm -hmm. cares for me is if he answers wow. this specific prayer. Wow. But it's like, no, he doesn't need those things to come through for you. And I just had to learn that, that like my relationship with God is not dependent on whether I post or whether a company reaches out to me, you know, like he does not care about that. Like, sure, he wants me to do it. And it's like, it's spreading his name, but he is there for me outside of it. And so I need to look for him elsewhere. Wow. And not in like what what I think that he should be showing up in, mm -hmm. and I should look for him like where he is, like which is outside of anything physical or material. And so, yeah, when I was saying I felt like Job, it was because I was praying these really specific like prayers about, you know provision and what that looked like and it wasn't showing up in the way that I wanted to but like I I I still paid rent you know what I mean like right. I still ate like <laughs> I still got by I still have clothes and food and family mm -hmm. and nobody got sick and nobody got hurt like I still I'm so safe and secure outside of that but I, in that moment I didn't see it and I thought like this is how God shows up. Yeah. And that's so real because um, not too long ago we did an episode and we were speaking to trusting God's provision and how that does get extremely difficult as you get older and you start stepping into adulting essentially. Yeah. And you have to provide for yourself and take care of, you know, what you will eat, like how you'll just provide for yourself in terms of, you know, rent, where you live and all those mm -hmm. particular things. And it is difficult to sometimes see God through those moments when you feel like you're in survival and yeah. you're just trying to make sense of like what is now and like how you're going to survive the next week, the next day, the next month. And, you know, that's something that me and Jordan definitely really like went through earlier this year. And I felt like we hit that same point of just tension with God of well like why aren't you showing up right yeah. like where are you we we don't see you in this um we're doing your work we're staying obedient we're on track mm. um so we felt like you know like you said like that provision um should come in a way that we thought or you know we imagined but you know looking back on it like we survived one yeah. and then two, like he was still showing up for us, but we just were looking at it through the long, wrong lens yeah. with like mm -hmm. a skewed perspective mm -hmm. to your point, because we create mm -hmm. these images or scenarios and how we want it to be and how we think it should line up. But sometimes God has different plans. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. I, I, Jordan, did you yeah. want to add? Yeah, to that? yeah, yeah. I loved how you talked about that. Cause I was thinking about a specific example. Cause when you were speaking, I was 
reminded of a situation where I forgot what month it was, but we needed rent. Like, and I don't think I had a job at the time. Like we're, we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, content podcasts, whatever. And I, we just get so boxed in. So I think you hear other people's testimonies. You hear how God came through for that person and that person. Mm -hmm. And you're expecting him to do the same exact Mm -hmm. thing for you. I was expecting God to, a stranger to come up to me with a $1,500 check like that, like (laughs) a check. (laughs) <laughs> that's oh what i don't know gosh. why but like for some reason i'm like i'm praying I'm like god yeah. like i know you're providing i'm like going out every day expecting someone to just give me some money or something yeah. and it's like yeah. no like we we had family we had people who were willing to, and like willing to help yes. and god provided yeah. and showed yeah. up through their generosity and it's like just because he didn't show up yeah in this miraculous big way it's like no he still showed up he still provided yeah. you know what i mean um but I just thought that was so hey, funny because you get so you get so boxed into your perception of who God is instead of His actual character. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's, it's about the mm-hmm. fact that He provided, not the way that He did. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's tough. You know what's crazy? So like two of those months, like the first month, like yeah, my mom and like my fiance, like they helped me, right? And I I you hear those stories about like you got random like. <laughs> Someone just gives you money randomly. I never once, it's interesting that you were expecting that. I never once thought that was like in the realm of possibility for me. And then maybe five days before I have to pay rent, I get an email. And the subject is God's assignment. (laughs) And then they're like, hey, like, I feel it very strongly. Like God will not stop telling me to give you a thousand dollars. And they just like Venmoed it to me. That's crazy. And that's that's how I pay my rent the next month. Like I, and I never thought like, I, okay. I know those stories are real. Like people Mm -hmm. are not lying, but I never thought that like that actually happened like in real life. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I was looking for it like elsewhere. And mm-hmm. I think God just whatever it is that you're fixated on, he's 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 not he doesn't he's not predictable, you know? Right. He's not going to like do exactly what you envision. But it it is going to come from something else that is still him, you know. Of course. And I'm glad that you brought that up cuz I knew something like that did happen to some yeah. degree. And I I did want to know how you saw God show up for you, like in that moment, in that season when you were in that particular, like mind, just like state in terms of how you were looking at God. And I remember watching the video that I mentioned that you made and you had talked about, you did an interview, I feel maybe a few days after or shortly after you made it. And yeah, yeah, if you could explain kind of like, Cause like what she said to you, like, I just mm-hmm. felt like, like was so in line with like where you were at and yeah. how you were feeling. And I thought that was another way of God showing up just yeah. in terms of like assurance, like in yeah. uh, affirmation and like, yo, like I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so I'm in this state of like so much agony and sometimes it feels like a physical pain. Like mm-hmm. I'd be up at night, like, actually physically in pain because of what I deem to be like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. <laughs> um, and 
So I'm just going through that every day. And there's like lots of like prayer and like lots of like angry, like journaling and like tears and like all these things. And a couple of days later, I have a podcast episode like scheduled with Izine Zara, who is, um, she's a Nigerian content creator. Um, and she's very spiritual, very, very spiritual, very like, I look to her a lot for like, you know, my walk with God mm-hmm. and stuff. She's amazing. If you guys like need like a Christian YouTuber, like she's so good. She hasn't posted in a while, but all of her videos are amazing. So I, yeah, I, and even that interview happening was so random because I was reaching out to a bunch of like Christian, like Influ- uh, not a bunch. I literally emailed three people. I literally do the bare minimum. And I'm like, oh, I've done so much. I literally, <laughs> I emailed three people. They didn't get back to me. And so then in this time of like feeling so much pain, I'm turning to her videos for like closeness with God. Mm-hmm. And while I'm like, what I'm binging her videos, um, God is like, why don't you email her? Like, why? Why hasn't she crossed your mind of like someone to interview? And I was like, oh, you're so right. Because when I actually needed to feel like God's presence, I did turn to her YouTube videos. So yeah, maybe I should reach out to her. And then I emailed her and she was the only one to get back out of like, and she hasn't posted in months. You know what I mean? So I'm not thinking that she's going to respond because she's kind of been not on social media since the December and then she responded and we kind of got it scheduled but we yeah so we kind of got it scheduled and it just fell right in line of like the week where I was feeling so much like pain and you know really really like deep dark feelings and she gets on the call and she's like you know God sent me here to tell you that he sees you and he sees the work that you're doing. And he sees, he, he sees this podcast Mm -hmm. because when I got this email, God told me to do it. So yeah, he sees this podcast because he sent me here to tell you that he sees you and he loves you and he, and you're so special to him. And I was like, wow, like, I one I did not even expect to right. be talking to her like ever and then for her to say that was like whoa yeah it kind of really did reassure me like okay maybe all my efforts are not you know to no avail like something's happening here spiritually no and that a thousand I percent yeah keep going mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think something that you also mentioned in that video that I feel like maybe isn't always touched on enough, particularly like in our spaces as Christians Mm -hmm. is I guess how raw, real and authentic like Job was in his situation. You know, it's like, I think you had mentioned it and I feel it at times. Sometimes it isn't, you know, you want to express, all right, like I'm, I feel disappointed or discouraged Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't end with, but I know God is good. You know, like sometimes like you're just there and and that's the overwhelming thought that's like consuming your mind, the emotions that you have. Mm -hmm. And I feel as if we definitely need like more spaces, you know, collectively and just like individually that Mm -hmm. we can like 
give those things to God and not be afraid that he's like, you know, disappointed in us or like looking down on like where we're at because, you know, we're just being real. And you mentioned the fact that God can handle our pain. Yep. And mm-hmm. I felt that was so significant, extremely powerful. Um, and I agree that no matter like what it is or how heavy we believe like it may be, or maybe we think it may be offensive to God, like yeah. he can handle it and like he wants it ultimately. And yeah, I wanted, I wanted to add to that because the video you're talking about, I watched it as well. And that's something that I took note of. It was my favorite part about the video is just the, the emphasis on the vulnerability. And I think what happens mm-hmm. when we're not open and vulnerable with God, it's like we make that same mistake that Adam and Eve did after they ate the fruit. Like, so you, in Genesis, mm-hmm. they eat the fruit and they immediately hide right mm-hmm. and god and god's like yo where where are you at like what's happening like we were in this most vulnerable state like you guys were just everything was out there and then you just hide mm-hmm. from me right and mm-hmm. i just feel like that's what we do it's like we're just like adam and eve when we feel like we're trying to mask and and yeah. symbolically like hide ourselves like oh, i don't want yeah. god to see this and i don't want it's like no like god wants your vulnerability he he wants mm-hmm he wants to see all of you. Right. So that's always a conviction of mine. It's like being vulnerable and not doing and making the same mistake that Adam and Eve did when they tried to hide, just being open. That's right. Yeah. And then really Karen, off of what you were saying after you really, um, we're just like getting those words, like during your interview, a verse that came to mind was in Galatians six, nine. And it says, let us not become weary and well doing, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And, you know, I've definitely heard that so many times personally, like growing up in church. It's one of those things like the old heads just kind of like, you know, rehearsed, reinforced and definitely meditate on. But I think especially now more than ever, it makes more sense to me. I have a lot more perspective on it um, and it resonates to a different level. But I did want to like speak to you know, those moments where you do feel like what you're doing isn't necessarily, let's say like valuable or has like significance or like weight, kind of what we were speaking to, like before we really got into everything. I think those, of course, are like those defining moments where like, you're just like, you know, affirmed in like one who God says you are and what he's called you to do so you can like continue on. And so I really want to know your journey, like from of course, like earlier, like this year, kind of like going through that particular like stage or like moment in time um, until now, like where your mind's been just in terms of like being able to just not give up and like continue to like press on or also like just like your challenges and like those thoughts that may have been like in your mind um, just around like what you do, like specifically like with the podcast and like just the work that you're on. Yeah. Um. I would love to say, like, after I hear God directly say, like, I see you (laughs) and I love you and you're special, that, like, it just snaps me, like, Mm -hmm. out of it. And I'm, like, perfectly fine again. And I believe those things wholeheartedly. Like, I've definitely been wrestling with a lot of things um, recently honestly, for the majority of this year. And I think it's taken me by surprise because I never, like, expected 
it to be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never expected me to, because you hear, I hear people go through this all the time of like feeling down for months and like wrestling with like the mind and what, you know, the lies that like you start to believe about yourself and all these things. And when you, when I fully came to Christ, I didn't expect to ever think or like find myself in that position because the joy of like salvation is so strong, right. like at the beginning. And so you're on this like euphoric wave. Mm -hmm. And then once it kind of like dies down a little bit, you because it, it, it's hard to keep like flame burning constantly. Yeah. You kind of it has it's work. You have to work actively to keep the fire for God burning. And yes. so it, and and since it's I think when I got saved, it, it was so easy, you know, because I'm just experiencing, I'm gaining new knowledge and my eyes are open to who Christ is and what he means to me and my identity in him. And it's so easy in those moments. So when it starts to feel like, oh, I have to put in work to do this, mm. it can kind of like slip by yeah. you and you fall in the routine of like your day to day and you realize like you don't have that fire or like enthusiasm mm. that was once there and you have to put in work to like, you know, it's like a relationship, like of actually course. put in work to keep that closeness with God. And so I think that I, I, I didn't know, <laughs> I don't think. Um, and maybe if, if people spoke about it before, I never heard people speak about it. Yeah. I, I didn't know that you could like, I thought once you were saved and you were born again, you never had to suffer like ever again, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And, and in some way you don't have to like, you don't have to, but you sometimes find yourself suffering mm -hmm. and, and so I, I don't think I was fully like equipped or like prepared for me to be going through like hard times, like right. mentally and like emotionally and stuff. So it really took me by surprise. And I, I, it's just ongoing. Like it's been active, constant, like work so yeah i think it, it's just i am accepting that this is like something that is part of the story hmm. especially for this year like this is the journey that god's taking me on you know mm -hmm. so part of part of part of going through this is also just like accepting like yeah like you can you can go through hard times. You can struggle with mental health. Like, it's real. All of it is real. Like, spiritual warfare, like, all of it is real. And I think God is just, like, having me go through the ups and downs of it to teach me something. And mm -hmm. once I uh, once I have the lesson all figured out, um, I'll understand it more. But right now, it's an ongoing, like, process, like, everyday battle kind of thing for sure and you had 
we just had a conversation this past weekend and you had mentioned the fact that, you know, as believers and I mean, everyone at large, because we were having a conversation about spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. like we're always, it's always been real. It's always been a thing. But once you give your life to God and you step into the kingdom, I think you become an active participant. Is that how you like mentioned it? Yeah. Yeah. Like we're, we're blind to it, Mm -hmm. you know? And once, yeah, once you accept Christ, you start reading the word of God. He starts showing you day to day what spiritual warfare can look like. And so you start fighting it, Mm. but you know, if you're not in a fight, you can't get hurt. You know what I mean? Mm. It's once mm. you actually step in like the battle right. is where you can get injured and you can get wounded and like, cause you're fighting, like mm. it's a war. <laughs> and yeah. so sometimes I wish like, like, could I just go back to the days where I didn't know anything <laughs> and I was right. so naive and like, you know, innocent, but blind. Mm. Um, but no, I like, I like, I'm happy that I'm, you know, my eyes are open. But it is definitely like, it's definitely like you're actually participating in the mm-hmm. fight now. So yeah. you, you're susceptible to injury. Of course. Right. And I'm glad that you mentioned the fact that it does take work to, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's maybe something I've heard like that was adjacent or similar, but makes so much sense now. Of course, it takes work to keep a fire burning. And mm. whenever I was watching the video of, you know, when it feels God doesn't hear you, you know how like mm. YouTube is always recommended to you. So I saw another one. It was from your podcast and it was mm. basically, um, so you want to stop being lukewarm. Oh, um, I think yeah. you did this like, honestly, yeah. around this time last year. And it, so I, yeah, it was. Yeah. And was. so I went through that. It was absolutely fire. But like, I think like the first few seconds you had just like a clip and it said that, um, God can't drop fire on an empty altar. Mm. And which is a bar. I, like, I, oh, I don't even know that I said that. <laughs> it's a bar. I oh, was wow. like, that's so crazy. Um, and it's mm. something that I did want to, I want to bring here as well. Kind of, I guess, like, as we're kind of here, you know, we're talking, I guess, like, post like that euphoric type of like phase of that honeymoon yeah. that you're coming to God. But, I guess like right before that, when you're making that transition for some people who like may be like lukewarm and, mm. you know, stepping into a more solid foundation in a relationship with Christ, what would you say to that? Like, what was your journey kind of like as you've kind of like went through that process, of, like sanctification, like getting to a point where, you know, it's, it's him and him alone. And you made that decision of like, no, like this is what I'm standing on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not entertaining anything or anyone else. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the work for me, I'm realizing is what I consume. Mm. So Mm. if you are like, if you're just now like newly step into the faith and you're excited about it and you want to spend time with God and you only want to listen to worship and stuff like that, it don't like... Don't let it just be a phase. Like, pro- you need to protect yourself every single day from now on till the rest of your life. Like, you cannot kind of cross your arms and sit back and be like, okay, yeah, now I'm saved. Now I can go back to 
listening to what I used right. to and hanging out with the people I used to or watching whatever because I'm saved and I know God now. It is so easy to get complacent hmm. about your walk with God. Like hmm. when you feel like you've done the work in the beginning that you needed to kind of. Yeah, it's very easy to just like sit back, relax and just be like, okay, I'm good. But really guard like your eyes, your ears. Like it is so easy for things to like seep in. And for me, I will, you know, I, I think it's so harmless. I'm just listening to love songs, you know, yeah, and I'm right. not listening to like rap or something like that. So I think I'm just like, it's fine, you know, but then I, and yeah, sometimes it is, but the more I listen, the more that I'm like keeping the stuff of God out. Right. And now I'm so like, I'm in this mood where I only want to listen to this kind of music. And when worship comes on, I'm skipping because you're, you're ruining the vibe, yeah. babe. <laughs> you know, like, and, and I scroll past, you know, anything that kind of, I don't know, like will refocus my, like myself right. to God. I'm just like, I am in this, I'm in this vibe. I'm in this zone. I don't want anything to like ruin it, but, and it's so harmless to us in the moment, but that's when like things start to seep in. Cause then I'll realize like, Oh, I'm, I've been in this cycle of only listening to like these circular, like R&B type things. And it's harmless. It's about love and it's about happiness. It doesn't mean anything, mm -hmm. but slowly I am forgetting what the word of God sounds like and what mm -hmm. it looks like. And, you know, that, that spirit, that the Holy spirit that's in the room when worship is playing, like it's not there. And so then even in the day to day, I am getting more angry. I'm getting more jealous. Right. I'm getting more, I'm comparing myself more. I'm, you know, doing these small little things here and there that can add up and draw you away from that fire. Mm -hmm. So just don't, don't like sit back, relax, <laughs> like really just keep actively making room for God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, this is a thought that came to my mind and I'm curious to know what would you say maybe during that time of making the video or before, you know, whenever that looked like in your process that like maybe even like specifically like to whatever degree, like you feel like you put like on the altar or like a few things that like come to mind that you know that you threw there, like as that sacrifice, you know, for that fire, you know, for God to, to put it there. Mm. Um, so this was what last summer, um, I had sacrificed a lot of things, like a lot, um, secular music being one of them, um, social media being another, just like things that I really hung on to dearly, um, drinking and smoking, um, even like fiending for a relationship. There were so many things that were just vices for me mm -hmm. to es escape. And I had to kind of put it all away. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That makes sense. No. And yeah, I definitely wanted to ask just, you know, so people kind of like had an idea of like, you know, what that looked like, like even like practically like for them, you know, because I think a lot of people, to your point, um, do get in these seasons and these moments where it's like, all right, like they feel as if like, where did God go? You know, when he's mm-hmm. the one that never moved like you did. And it's like, all right, mm-hmm. how do I get back to that place or just even take steps toward getting like close to his heart and to his feet again? Um, mm-hmm. And it comes to those small, like daily, like repetitive acts of like sacrifice and um, you putting those things on the altar, like whatever that looks like. But never getting like just comfortable and complacent and naive to feel like you're not like susceptible to like attack or like falling Mm -hmm. back into whatever, because you've been so strong for like this long or like to this particular moment, something that my friend says (laughs) all the time, shout out Eric. He says, um, holiness isn't a streak. It's a lifestyle. And then the idea is that sometimes we can get so caught up in, well, you know, it's been three months, it's been a year (laughs) or I've, I've been, so yeah. I've been going strong for this amount of time um, and not realizing that it's, 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 it's a daily decision, you know, and yeah. like some of these things should just be a regular part of like your routine and who you are and how you're living mm-hmm. out your life. Yeah, um, I think I want to interject right here because something I feel like I've learned even in the same vein of, you know, the question of what you're putting on the altar is you have to what what's being put on the altar has to change depending on what season that you're in. Um, mm, that's so true so going back to the quote like god cannot drop fire on an empty altar so i've been reading in malachi and in malachi the first chapter i don't remember exact verses but it's a short chapter so you'll find it if you read it but um <laughs> he's god is talking about how the israelites they were bringing sacrifices with defect right mm. and he was and he was telling them like you're uh what's the word? What, what was the specific word um you're like disrespecting my altar when you're bringing these sacrifices that I did not ask for. And when you're bringing these sacrifices that are less than what you could be giving. And he literally says word for word, he was like, I would rather you shut the doors to the, um, was it the, the altar than to bring a, a something with defect. So I'd rather you not sacrifice anything at all than to sacrifice something that is less than what I'm asking you to give. Right. So wow. he's saying to the point of, he will not burn fire on an empty altar. He also won't bring down fire on a sacrifice does he, that he does not think is acceptable. Ooh, um, oh, my God. So, <laughs> to, so in, in, in the same vein, like if you're not feeling that fire, the question should also become, okay, I'm also not bringing a sacrifice that God wants of me. Mm. Um, so increasing it, like, okay, what, what do I need to be putting on the altar, right? Something that will please yeah. God's where he'll bring the fire down. Yeah. So I think that's also a good perspective to have. Maybe you just need to change what you're putting down um, mm. so that God can bring that fire. Yeah, and that kind of also reminds me of like Cain and Abel, you know, like we sometimes mm. want to sacrifice what is easiest, like mm-hmm. like here god you know but it's like the thing that we don't care about at all right. you know and it's like <laughs> the ladder of our crops and it's like at least i'm doing something but it's right. like that's not that's not what you know you should be sacrificing like you know there's something that you should be giving up but you, like just in an attempt to give up something mm. you're kind of cheating god out of what he's actually asking for yeah, yeah. and 
Jordan, I know we just had this conversation, but um, we were speaking to the fact that it is, I don't know, it is kind of like ironic how sometimes like we just like give God things that like, you know, he didn't, he didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we just have like a very like cheapened or watered down kind of like obedience. Um, Yeah. And uh, because I was reading in like first Samuel and how he kind of came to like his rise as king. And he gets like direct orders from God from um, I can't believe like a, like a specific like prophet or whatever. And um, he doesn't listen. He doesn't obey. But like he goes and does his own thing. So I think he gets a command to like go and destroy like this entire city. He has to like everything has to go like all the cattle and everything. And he decides, well, like I'll destroy a little bit of it and just take some of like the best like cattle or whatever and bring it back and offer it as a sacrifice to God. And he eventually does that. And that's where the like infamous verse comes from that like obedience is better than sacrifice because like he feels as if he is like right and justified in his actions because he's like, well, like, yeah, like I, I brought you this, like I I gave you like the first fruits of like this nation and whatnot, like to offer up to you. And he's like, it's nothing. You know what I mean? This is not what I asked for, like what I wanted, like of you, you know, like take it. I don't want it. And so no, that that makes so much sense. And I think sometimes, to your point, Jordan, it does look different in different seasons. So, like, you know, what may have been, like, that vice, like, in a particular moment in time isn't it now. So, it's yeah. like, oh, well, like, I'll give up, like, like you know, like, music in the season. It's just like, yo, like, you know you don't have an issue with that. Like, that's <laughs> not <laughs> – you, 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 you yeah. know you don't even be listening to music like that or, like, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love that point, I think. Yo, you know, it's so crazy because I, okay, so I just drove to Kansas City um, today and on my drive here, I randomly was reminded of the song by uh, Tasha Cobb. I don't remember what the song is, but it's like, you provide the fire. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. They go crazy. And I was sitting on that in the car and I was like, just so thankful because Mm -hmm. to me, the fire embodies the work like all i have to do is bring the sacrifice because i mean we're talking about this conversation and sometimes the task of like putting something new on the altar seems so daunting like god this is so difficult like oh my gosh like how can i do this but i'm looking at it like bro all i have to do is lay it down like god's gonna take care of everything else all Mm -hmm. i have to do is give him the yes and i don't know i just for me it's a change in my perspective on it like this Okay, it's like, it's simple. It's not always easy, but it's simple. All I have to do is lay this down. God's going to provide the fire. And the fire is everything else. I don't have to work. I, I just have to put it down, give him my yes. Yeah. So yeah. like, that's that's yeah. always just so encouraging to me. Like, he'll provide the fire. All you got to do is bring the sacrifice. So yeah. I'd add that's, that. really that's real. And so almost like switching gears here a bit, but speaking to <laughs> i guess some of the vices that you mentioned that you had or like things you put on the altar you mentioned that at the time you were fiending for a relationship <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um and so i don't know wait do you want to talk about like your engagement like or no i i, I want to make sure before we get into it like i mean yeah it, uh, i'm engaged <laughs> <laughs> we can we we can we can cut this out if we need to but i I mentioned all of that because there's been like a lot of like you know updates and just things that Mm -hmm. have happened since the last time that um you know we talked or at least had our interview and Mm -hmm. so yeah like i mean you're engaged now 
which is like insane um absolutely crazy but like amazing i'm extremely happy for you um and so yeah i mean i don't know like what is it been like what's your experience you know like kind of like so far i think yeah again like for some and maybe we can just talk to the idea of like relationship in general more mm-hmm. just to broaden it because i think for some of course for a lot of christians that destination of marriage is like idolized and it's kind of like yeah. the end all be all and like just just like of course, like amazing, like pursuit and something that like, you know, we should like go after and like mm-hmm. manage well and whatnot. But sometimes it is, there's a lot of misconceptions that come along with it. Like it is like, it's a smooth kind of like ride and everything's like always clear and like perfect with no like distraction, yeah. stumbling blocks or any type of resistance. And so, you know, like what has like your journey look like as someone who's like, been through it just in terms of like your relationship like you know seeing it through to the point of like you know engagement of course next step it's just like wedding covenant etc um because i think you have like a lot of like experience you know especially now kind of like to speak to i think a lot of people just out here talking about stuff and they aren't you know what i mean like really like walking it out with someone so i I think that's that's kind of general but just you know we can go anywhere right yeah i mean one of my vices for sure was was boys like but and this was before i really came to god cuz i kind of kind of met lucas right around the time when i had just given my life to god so prior to that and that was something i had to give up to get and like god always does this thing where it's just immediately when you surrender that like mm-hmm. he's like okay now like now you have now I have your attention because mm. usually we want something so bad. And that's the only reason why we're going to God is like, God, give me this. God, give me this. God, give me this. Right. And he's like, he's listening to it all. But the moment you stop doing that and you start going to God, just because you want to talk to him, like, I want to know you more. Like, I want to spend time with you. Like, I'm not just coming to you to pray for a kingdom spouse. Right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm coming to you because I actually want to get to know you. That's when he's like, oh, okay, now I have your attention, like, finally. And then presents you with, I think that's how he does it for me anyway. Um, But I really, like, was really boy crazy, (laughs) like, truly. And I even made a video. I think I it's on private now because I'm so embarrassed and I can't believe I did that. But at that time, it was a trend where people were, like, it was like a it was when the movie to all the boys I've loved before just came out. And so people were like making a video, like making videos like to all the boys I've, you know, like I don't know, it would be like a Google form and you would send it's like all the boys you've had crashes on. Oh, and like, that's crazy. They would, they would answer it and then you would re- react to these questions on a on video. Wow. And literally if you type in on YouTube like to all the boys I've ever had a crush on or something like there's a bunch of videos mm-hmm. and they were all going viral at the time. Cause it was interesting. And I remember I made one and the list was just so long. <laughs> like Everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like you've had so many crushes, but yeah, I, I really seeked like validation and like, you know, comfort and just like knowing that, I don't know, somebody wanted me, mm-hmm. but 
it, it, ju- it just stems from just like feeling like wanting to feel accepted and like loved and like, you know, all these things. And so I had finally, finally was like, okay, God, I'm done. Like, and, and once I give my life to God, the, the pool of even what I thought was attractive really like slimmed down. Of course. Because at first I'm just looking at like how they're dressed and what kind of music they listen to and like, ooh, they were at a Playboy Cardi concert. Like, <laughs> yes. And um and then, you know, I gave my life to Christ and none of that was attractive anymore. Mm. And the only thing I was looking for was like someone who felt the same way I felt about Jesus. Like yeah. someone who loved him so much. And once you start looking around, you're like, yo, there's not that many people like out there like this. If you're not like actively in a church mm-hmm. or like a Christian community and you're just coming from the world, everyone else, you know, is in the world. So you're looking around like, whoa, nobody really is like thinking the way that I'm thinking right. about God. And once I made that, like my number one criteria for someone was like actively following God. Um it became easy because now I'm not even attracted to any of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. Fact. And so I'm just like, really like, it's just me and God on this thing. And yeah, right around that same time, I had just been like, okay, God, like, I want what you want for me. So I kind of, kind of like put down like what I was looking for, which was like someone who was actively following Christ. That was like the number one thing. And then all the other things were like, Maybe someone who's doing something creative, someone who is passionate and driven and respectful and all these things and all the materialistic things I was looking for were no longer like mm. on the list. As so I kind of made a little like list and then I said, okay, God, like I don't want to have any more crushes. Like the next person I have a crush on like should be the one. <laughs> and then like literally maybe like 10 days later, I met Lucas and he was like everything Hmm. on that list and more. So yeah, I I definitely feel like a child bride. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I am not ready. Like I don't feel, I don't feel I'm I'm like, I'm only 20. Well, when I got engaged, I was 22. So I'm just like, I'm only 22. And I know like in the Christian world, that's, nothing like at that point you're old and but. you need to get married and stuff, <laughs> you know so but for me i was like oh i i still feel so young and i still feel like there's so much growing to do but when you have somebody who also is growing alongside with you it makes it more fun and rewarding so it's been it's been fun and it's been interesting to see like what God gives you once you surrender. Like I could never have like within my own power have met him. Like it was completely by God's like, you know, ordaining us and like moving us. Sometimes I feel like he's up there and he's just like moving us like Sims. <laughs> like getting us to like oh, and like do his like, you know, has have his will be done. Just mm-hmm. like and so I think it was very, yeah, it was all, it was all God. I couldn't have met him and like been here even throughout the relationship, like yeah. all the things that I'm learning and how I'm growing and like, 
yeah, as being mirrors of each other, but also trying to be mirrors of Christ, right. it can bring up a lot of, ah, there's so much, like a lot of like things that you didn't even know were there, mm-hmm. you know, in a relationship. Like it shows you so much. And the easiest thing for me to do or want to do is like, okay, bye. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like just like run and hide and like not do anything. But it forces you to talk it out and yeah. like really look at yourself in a mirror. And like, it's very exposing. Yeah. Mm, I would yeah. agree. I'd say the mm-hmm. same. And so um, kind of ending a bit. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm curious to know what do you feel is one of the biggest lessons that mm. Lucas has taught you, mm. or you know, just being like in relationship like with them, you know, over like the course or you know this period of time. Mm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, just just one of the biggest or something that comes to mind that you'd say. Or that you maybe learn like just from him and you know like his demeanor, who he is. Like I'm very curious to know. Hmm, that's a very good question. I feel like I need to like think about this song for a little bit. Um, I've learned so much, but I I think I will say that. Like, when you really have someone that is after God's heart, right, they will, I, I like, I see his relationship with me, and it reminds me of how God sees me. Mm-hmm. So, like, he shows me how God sees me. Um, like, last week we were on a picnic, and... I had to tell him something that I I felt like I was going to like go to the grave with, right? And I'm like I am I had made up my mind I was never telling anyone ever. And for some reason I felt like I just needed to tell him mm-hmm. to like I just needed to tell him. Yeah. And so I we're on the picnic up. I've been practicing like what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say and I'm I'm, you know, repeating exactly what, like, the script will be and, like, anticipating how he's going to respond. And so we get out on, like, the picnic. We're sitting there. I'm, like, letting some time pass before I, like, drop this bomb. And and so I, and I start, you know, preparing my, like, script. Like, hey, there's something I need to tell you. Like, you know, all these don't be mad. Like, all these things. And... He's like, yeah, go ahead. And as I'm like saying this whole speech, he's like fighting with a bee. Like, like he's just like swat, swatting like a bee around, like trying to like get this bee to go away. And I'm like, wait, like, don't you hear what I'm saying? Like, I feel like to me, what I was saying would like have him like stop in his tracks mm-hmm. and like, be like, no, you know what I mean? Get so angry and all these things. And he's just like, fighting with the bee this whole time while I'm talking and it was so insignificant to him and like he was like okay and then just like laid back down on like the bed (laughs) and I was like what and and I feel like that kind of showed me a little bit of how I relate to God and I relate to Jesus like 
I think that I've done something so, you know, mm-hmm. bad and like evil and like unheard of. And Jesus is like, all right, like I already forgave you, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not even a big deal to me. And yeah, so little things like that kind of reminds me of kind of just showing me, you know, seeing myself in the way that God sees me. Right. And it's like, no matter what I do, like I'm still, I'm still loved and accepted and it's not the end of the world, of you course. know? Yeah. Something no. Yeah. Like I love that. I definitely think that, especially like when you're in covenant or just relationship, when it's kingdom centered, it's always a mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest thing that I've learned and a lot of things that I've seen and heard and like, just wisdom that's imparted to me. Um, so yeah, I think that's yeah. Because you guys are in relationships now. Yeah, <laughs> Have yeah, we yeah. not said that on the podcast? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's known. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Now that is crazy because I remember whenever I, I came to um, New York, I was um, I was telling you. You remember, like in the studio, I'm like, "Yo, I have a date tonight." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. crazy. So yeah, there's there's a lot that's um, that's wow, changed yeah. since. Like I said, it's almost been like. I guess coming up on like a year since like mm-hmm. our first kind of like interview or whatnot, like being able to like just to see each other in person. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would, I would say the same thing. It's such, it's a mirror. You start to kind of like see things like in yourself that you may have like not noticed. Um, mm-hmm. And you, and you learn a lot. It challenges you. I think it's like yeah. the oh, most yeah. challenging thing in the, in a beautiful way of like yeah. your own like process of sanctification, like becoming holy, looking more like Christ. Like yeah. it, it pushes you towards that so much. Yes, for sure. And you, you want to be more, you want to be better. Like you want to be yes. as righteous as possible for them because they are yeah. also striving to be as righteous as possible for you so it's a very it's a beautiful thing jordan what have you what have you learned yeah i love i love what you mentioned a little bit back when you when you started the point about how it's just taught you a lot about yourself and uncovered a lot of things Mm. and i remember literally the quote i had to go find it the quote that you um used is by uh, jerry seinfeld uh, when you did your post So it's, I'm going to read it. It says, marriage is like you decide to jump off of your planet across to another planet, and you can only do it when one planet passes real close. And you look up and you go, hey, I think I can jump across. Yeah. And I love that analogy because it's like you're, it's like you're on your own little planet, and you've just been so used to your planet and how it yeah. works and the way that things go. And then it's like you're on someone else's planet. And mm. it's kind of like, you start to learn all the things that were wrong with yours that you thought yeah. were normal, that that <laughs> you thought was so normal because it's just yeah. been that way on your planet your whole entire life and yeah. vice versa. They start learning things like, oh, wait, this actually isn't how stuff works. And then mm. it's just like, like Darren was saying, it's just like a whole process where you're just learning so many new things because it's two different worlds, really. Two different yeah. people, two different worlds, two different cultures, ways, ways that you were brought up. Um, so in that way, there's just certain things you can only, I feel like you can only learn when you're learning someone to that extent. So mm-hmm. I definitely love that quote and I can attest to all of that for sure. Yeah, for sure. A thousand percent. So no, I love that. I think we'll kind of like in there. So Karen, thank you for coming <laughs> on and joining thank us. You. 
once again. I don't know. Maybe this should be like an annual thing. Oh, it I has feel to. Like. <laughs> it has to. Um, but yeah, let everyone know where they can find you. I know you're kind of like on a little break, you know, a period of time right now. But just yeah. socials, pod, YouTube, all of I it. I feel like I'm always on a break. Like, yeah. I'm just always <laughs> chilling every single day. But um, yeah, my podcast is called Welcome to the Kingdom. I actually do have an episode coming soon, so I can't say that confidently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And my YouTube is Karen Adakora, Karen with two R's, and then A-T-A-K-O-R-A. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok that way as well. Yeah. 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 So definitely. And also, one quick shout out if you're in New York City, Lucas is having an art show September 8th to the 15th. I know this is going to come on the 15th. So if you're listening to it and you're in New York, please come through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. It's a must. Pull up to the art show. And all his paintings are like surrealist paintings of like Bible stories. So it's really fun. fire. Extremely yeah. fire. Like he's the <laughs> creative for sure. Yeah. So shameless plug there, but definitely I'll be linked in the description. Um, so definitely go out and check out Karen's podcast. Welcome to the kingdom. Follow her everywhere. Um, listen wherever you stream podcasts and watch on YouTube. But yeah. um, y'all know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love.